Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back. Here's another awesome season of You Got This. This is season three opener. And uh, we just want to thank you all for being loyal listeners and bearing with us as we went on a little bit of a vacation. But we're back now, and this is going to be an awesome season from ri- to rise up. We're going to explain different areas of rising up, what that means in your life. And uh, we got an awesome episode lined up for you next week with my wife's lovely son, Timmy. He has an amazing testimony he's going to share with you next week. So, don't, uh, so prepare to listen for that as well, guys. Uh, but we're going to continue on here with this season opener, episode one called Rise from the Dead. We're going to talk about several different things about rising from the dead. One, being overwhelmed. Two, being searching, but you can't find the answers to these problems. Three, talk about hitting rock bottom and what that's like. And the fourth and final is you see the light. And we'll explain all that to you as we go on in this episode. But we're going to start talking about rising from the dead and uh, what that means for God's glory and how he prepares you uh, for rising up from a being uh, just like totally lost. And that's what it means when you're dead. You're totally lost. Uh, we're going uh, to talk about that today. First uh, first point up, being overwhelmed. Do you feel empty? Do you feel shaky in your marriage? What about finances? How are they taking you over? Addic- uh, an addiction has taken you over in life going nowhere and just... Other things that can make you feel so overwhelmed. So, like, what do you do? Where do you go? Where's God? Why is he helping you out? Why? What, what is going on? And uh, how you can overcome feeling so overwhelmed. Yes, and so glad to be back to season three of You Got This. This is Sandy speaking. And uh, as uh, Donnie was saying, this is a season we're going to talk about, about rising up. So, are you tired of going nowhere? Are you tired of keeping on hitting those um, brick walls and those pits that you keep diving into, tired of going nowhere, your life keeps going south, and maybe you're feeling empty inside, and like there's a hole in your heart, like your life just doesn't have any meaning. Yeah, and you know, maybe you're in an addiction, and if you can't have, if you can't live without it, and you have to have it, and you'll do anything to have it, guess what? It's an addiction. And that, addictions don't have to be just drugs and alcohol. Addictions can be just about anything. And so, is your life filled with one habitual sin after another, and constant turmoil? Um, you keep running after habits and emotions, which are. Um, they 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 are idols. Anything you put above God, anything that you know you give excessive devotion to, that's an idol, and that should only be God. And it's something that you just can't break. So where are you running to for your peace? Do you run to God or your neighborhood bar or drug dealer? Do you run back to work or to the mall to buy something that you really don't have the money for? Um, do you run to your refrigerator to eat uh, when you're really not hungry? Do you seek rest, love, and comfort for your soul? Is it God, or is it your habits, or is it people? Loving people is not wrong. We're called to love our neighbor as ourselves, but 
This is why God made Adam and Eve. So we would have someone to share our life with. with. But when you leave God out of the equation, the one who created you, who keeps you breathing, and can give you either eternal life in heaven, or by your own choice of rejection, you go south, you go the other way, to hell. Okay, it's your choice. Is your life empty? Yeah, that's a very good question. Is your life empty? Proverbs 23 through uh, 29 through 35 says, Who has woe? Who, is, who has sorrow? Who has strife? Who has com complaints? Who has bloodshot eyes? Those who linger over wine, who go to sample bowls of mixed wine, do not gaze at wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites. Like a snake and poison, like a viper, you will, your eyes will see strange sights and your mind imagines confused things. You will be like one sleeping on the high seas, lying on top of a, of the rigging. They hit me, you will say, but I am, but I am not hurt. They bite me, but I don't feel it. When I will wake up so I can find another drink. See, what that means is the wine is changing your thoughts. It is completely <laughs> clouding your head so you don't feel what other people actually will feel hurt or pain or something like that you don't feel it because your your mind is convoluted with the, those chemicals from the wine you see wine isn't some people may say it's, it's a natural element but it's not it has to be fermented and, and, and people it, 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 it creates alcohol and ferment. It, it, it's, it's not me it's not a natural thing but some people may argue with me on that but that's fine but the bottom line is, you should, uh, it, it clouds your judgment. The only thing that should be clouding your judgment is God, because He should be commanding your life. He should be telling you what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And you should want that, because He's going to give you the best thing for you. We, as mankind, don't know what's best for us. We may think we do, but we don't. And a perfect example of that is the gentleman I spoke to yesterday when I was out there doing laundry, doing my daily routine. I always help my lovely wife. She's the most beautiful thing in the world. And I went and did uh, laundry yesterday for us. Uh, and I spoke to these gentlemen from Oak Ridge uh, Men's Home. They're there because they're trying to change their life because they were addicted to drugs and alcohol. And this guy told me yesterday, best thing he would, uh, best thing ever happened to him when he got locked up in that place. He's been there three months, and his life has totally changed. He's not on drugs and alcohol no more. And matter of fact, he spoke about God more than I, honestly, I ever had in my life. And he was telling him me about it yesterday, and I was feeling down and up because of what was going on in my life. And he completely lifted me up like I've never been done before. It is the most amazing talk I ever had. So are you feeling empty? Are you feeling like your life is going nowhere? Because, you know, people think, oh, you live and you die. Really? Is that all you want? You know, I think I would rather believe that there is life after death, to tell you the truth. I don't want to think that that's all there is, is you live and you die and you get buried in the ground. Come on. I want more. I want more after this. And there is. And there has been proof. Okay, take that cell phone that everyone has. Did it just appear in your hand? No, it had to be a creator. So there is a creator. The world just didn't happen. Okay, the Big Bang Theory and all that. Okay, really, they had to have something to start with to have the Big Bang for it to clash into each other. 
Come on. People need to use their brains because you have to have a starting point with anything. So there has to be a creator. And then mankind, no two people have the same fingerprints. Millions of people all over the world and the babies being continually born. No two people has the same fingerprints. The planets have to be set just in their right axis or they won't sit at all. Oh, and our body makeup, everything that has to be right in the right place for it to function properly. And oh, even to start that off, we start as a small little seed and we grow up to these beautiful human beings. And everyone has different personalities. Come on, it's just so vast. There has to be a God. So you get past that. Is he important? Do you just care about oh, living life to the fullest? When you live your life you to going off and getting drunk and partying all the time and only out to seeking and pleasing yourself and you'll step on anybody you can to get that almighty dollar. Guess what? You're not promised tomorrow. Only God knows the hour and the time of our death. Do you really want to take that chance and play that game? Because God says, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. That's in John 10.10. 10. It's Satan who comes to steal. Steal, kill, and destroy. What do you want? Who do you want to choose? Because you don't have to stop having a good time and having fun. You just don't have to need all that drugs and alcohol and money to do it. But yes, God will bless you financially. The difference is that it won't have you anymore. So you know what that verse was saying? It's not just talking about wine. It's talking about all forms of alcohol. It's saying that if you're on a merry-go-round trying, merry trying to fill that hole in your heart with the same thing day after day, it's not going to work. It's like trying to plant orange seeds and expecting an apple tree to grow. That's just not going to happen. Here's a light bulb moment. It didn't work the first time. It's not going to work the second or the third time either. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Exactly. So you keep repeating the same thing over and over. How about a change? How about something's going to positively change your life? If you say faith is nonsense, have you tried it? Have you read the Bible? Have you opened the cover? If you, if not, then you have no patience for your statement. Read the Bible first. Step out and just try praying to God. What do you got to lose? You tried everything else. Why not try something different? Take baby steps before you make an uneducated statement like that. Just do baby steps and just try to do anything. There's no harm in trying something new and see if that changes your life. There's nothing wrong with that. But now, continue on with topic number two, searching but no answers. First thing you got to do is stop, think, bend your knees, and pray. Just stop everything what you're doing because it's obviously not working. Bend down on your knees and pray. What else What else you got to do? What else you got to lose? You've already tried everything else. You're, you're working, but you're not getting nowhere. You keep on doing the same thing over and over. Nothing's changing. You keep on saying, why can't I do anything? Why can't I change my situation? Because you keep on doing the same thing over and over and over, and you're not getting nowhere. It's like you're hitting a brick wall. It's like the mind box when he's trying to get out of the box, and it, nothing's working. 
Stop, think about it, pray, and see what happens. You ain't got nothing to lose. You've been searching in people to find the hole. Find the hole in drugs and alcohol and possessions and money and in fame, but the hole is still there. Only God can fill that hole. Exactly. Only God can fill that hole. Like the like the woman with issues of blood, she spent all she spent all them, she came to Jesus. Are you trying everything else, drugs, alcohol, material things, to make you forget the pain? It's just a cover-up. The situation is still going to be there. None of these things have worked, have they? You spent money in relationships due, uh, due to it, uh, due to it, and suffering. What what has it really gained? And if you have turned to drugs and alcohol, then the peace is only temporary, and the problems are still there. Like I just said. Natural, natural, try to heal the natural. What has it gotten you? You need God's supernatural to come in and heal your heart and fill that empty hole in your heart. He will fill it with permanent peace. And that's true. All you have to do, like I said before, is stop what you're doing, <coughs> think about it, get down your knees and pray for forgiveness, and go from there. And he'll tell you what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Some people like to call him the dictator in the sky. I don't think so. Because dictators destroy everything they touch. God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He's created us from the ashes. He is no dictator. That's right. It's guidance because he's been through our life from A to Z. And he already knows what's going to happen. He says he makes known the end from the beginning. So he already knows it. So why don't you go to him? Because we don't know it. But he does. So it just makes sense to go to the one who already knows and ask him for direction. Because, you know, I've gotten that little nudge inside about, um, no, don't do that. And I ignored it. And I did it anyway. Boy, was I sorry. And so when I get those little nudges now, I'll listen and I'll go and pray to him. And he's your peace meter, okay? If you feel his peace because he's the prince of peace, that is your direction. That is your, okay, I know this. And he'll give you confirmation. Psalm 29, 11 says, the Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses the people with peace. And so when I have that peace about something, and it's lining up with the word of God. It's not something that's going to go against God's will. Then you know to do it. But if you feel that something's just not right, I would not do it. And maybe it's something that's saying, maybe you're sensing, I need to wait. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you. Maybe he wants you to do it, but he just wants you to wait. And you'll feel that inside too, because the Holy Spirit's not going to make you confused. God's peace is eternal. The world's peace is temporary. God is spirit and he is eternal. His love, he is love and his love and his peace will last forever. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Psalm 21.6 says, surely you have granted him eternal blessings and made him glad with the joy of your presence. You see, you have just a joy in you and even when things are going wrong in your life that you're just not happy with. Like we have several of those things going on, but we just have such a peace inside that we know that God's got it. Habakkuk 3, 6 says his ways are eternal. Proverbs 16, 7 says when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, even his, 
he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. So God is supernatural, his, and he is eternal, and so is his peace and his joy. So why would you not want that? Well, I would not want it. Think about this. So now you now that you so now you know that God's peace and joy are eternal. The things of this earth, which are natural things, you can see and touch only give you temporary peace. John two seventeen says the world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Exactly. Things of this earth do not heal the problems that are in your life and heart. The only thing that the only the only that gives you temporary relief, the problem is still there. Antidepressants give you mask of joy. They don't get to the root and heal it. God does. God heals and he heals completely. I don't know about you, but when I have a problem, I want it to dawn for good, not temporary until until uh, the high from whatever earthly thing that I have took or does not wear off. See, the problem is we want to take these pharmaceutical drugs. Sometimes they help, but most of the time it's masking the issue. The issue is emotional more than anything else. So you got to just work through the emotion. And God will help you work through the emotion as long as you give him the chance to help you. You don't think he knows what's going on with you? He created you. He is your father. He is your almighty father. He knows what's going on inside you. Why not ask for his help since he already knows how to heal? Matthew 15, 13 says, Every plant that that my heavenly father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Jeremiah 30, 17 says, But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declared the Lord. He even says it in the Bible that he will help you and he will heal your wounds. Why not give him a chance to, pro uh, to provide the healing that you need? So why don't you? Now, I'm not against taking uh, medications because sometimes people need to have a chemical imbalance in the brain. And so sometimes they need some of those just to restore the chemical imbalance. Uh, but when I was studying to become a certified mental health coach um, through Light University, they were saying that they will recommend it for a time but they need to go through and sort out the problems. And that's where especially a Christian counselor can help you and sort out these problems that are causing it and get to the root of the issue, right? Like Donnie just read is the he your heavenly father will be pulled. You're pulled up and everything not planted in your heart by the roots. He wants to get to the root and pull it up. So don't keep coming up because, you know, if you ever tried to cut a weed in a garden, you just cut it. And you didn't pull it up, guess what? It's going to grow back up, right? Well, that's what God wants to do. So, yes, to stabilize your emotions, sometimes these medications are good, but then you need someone to help you work through your problems and you need the Lord to guide you in your life. Counselors are good too, and you need all of it. You need all of it to help you. A full circle to help, help your mind, your body, and your emotions, and your spirit. You need all of that. And only God can do it fully and can direct you. And he can tell you and lead you where to go. And he'll give you that peace to say, okay, this is right. This is what I need to do. You need him for direction. But you need him for eternal life because there is a heaven.
after we leave here. Do you want to take that chance? So searching for answers and, and the things that lead to idolatry, which we said anything that you give excessive devotion to, that's according to the Webster's Dictionary. Um, that's what an idol is. That should only be God. You got to put him first because he created you. Even in his Ten Commandments, it says, You shall have no other gods before me. So how can the natural things which pass away, as we read, truly fill you permanently? They can't. But God can turn around and heal your heart. If you've been listening for us with a while, for a while, you've heard my testimony. I've been through so much loss, the death of my son, the death of my mom, the death of my dad, abuse from being married to a drug addict and an alcoholic. And the turmoil in my emotions that came along with it. I've been through so much. And even with the struggles that my oldest son had, God has healed me completely and helped me to see the child of God that I am, which before I was made to feel worthless. But God brought me up and he showed me who I was in him. That's what he'll do for each one of you. Each one of you is his special chosen possession. If you've tried everything else, like the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, why don't you try the Lord? Because she tried everything else, spent all her money, and nothing worked. Why don't you try the Lord? Hey, we're going to take a quick break here, play an awesome song by the newsboys called Born Again. You enjoy that song, we'll be right back right after this. Into the mirror, knew I wasn't who I wanted to be. I was living life the way that I wanted, but my eyes reminded me I'm not free. Believe the lies, so everything that I know says I gotta go, tired of going solo. But I'm never gonna go there again. This is what it is, this is who I am, this is where I finally take my stand. I didn't wanna fall, but I don't have to not the one with two star hands Giving him the best of everything that's left of The life inside this man I've been born again I see you walking like you're living in fear Having trouble even looking at me Wishing they would give you more than words Sick of people telling how it should be What you download, where'd you get your info? You saw the hype show, now you're in the end Gonna tell you what I believe Oh, This is what it is, this is who I am This is where I finally take my stand I didn't wanna fall, but I don't have to crawl I met the one with two star hands Giving him the best of everything that's left of The life inside this man, I've been born again 
welcome back. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode called Rise Up from the Dead. And we're going to continue on with our discussion with topic number three, rock bottom. So now that you have you realized, have you been to rock bottom yet? Do you know what rock bottom feels like? Rock bottom to me feels like you just burned up every avenue you possibly could with no way out. Rock bottom feels like you've just been buried in the sand and you're trying to get out and you can't because every time you shovel try to pull yourself up, you just can't. Or you're in an ocean, you can't swim, and you're trying to get to the top of the water and you can't. The only person that can rescue you is Jesus. Hey, and guess what? He's been there. He's been the rock bottom. You watch the Passion of the Christ. And it is true to form because if you read Isaiah 52, verse 14 and 15, it says he was marred beyond human likeness. Guess what? That means he was beaten so bad you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell what he looked like. So he's been there. And then when he died on the cross, it says he went down. He went down into hell to those who went before him. Because he, yeah, y'all say, well, what about the people who went before? Because he went down to take care of it. Now, this, he ascended. What does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. That is taken from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. And 1 Peter 3, 18 through 22 says, For Christ also suffered once for sins for the righteous, for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while in the while in while the ark, excuse me, was being built. In it only a few people, eight and all, were saved through water. And this symbolizes baptism that now saves you also, not the removal of dirt from the body, but a pledge of a clear conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the God's right hand with the angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. So those two verses right there, Ephesians 4, 9, and 10, and 1 Peter 3, 18 through 22. It says that God went down and he descended into the depths of the earth to those who went before to preach to them, to give them the chance. So yes, he gives everybody a chance and he went down to hell. So there is no place too deep. There is no place too deep that God won't go to save you. Isn't that awesome? You haven't done too much. That is such good news. There's no, there's nothing you can do. No, no sin too big. That the Savior's blood will not cleanse. To say that you've done too much is to say that the sinless Son of God and His death on the cross for us is not big enough for your sin. That is most definitely not so. So what are you waiting for? His salvation is free. He paid the price. Nothing for you to do but just believe and receive and ask him into your heart. 
Exactly. So there's nothing that you can do that he doesn't already know that you already did or have done or will do that he cannot forgive you for. All you have to do is ask. It's like your 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 uh, your kids. If you have any kids and you know that they did wrong, you know you got to punish them. But you always seem to forgive them in the end, don't you? Just like any other parent. Would. He's our parent. He's our God. He's our Father, and He's going to forgive us. All you have to do is ask. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following in its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of the wrath because of his great love for us. God, who was rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in the transgression. But it is by grace you have been saved. And God rises up with Christ and seated with him in the heavenly realms in Jesus Christ in order to that in coming ages he may show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us, Christ Jesus, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and is not from yourselves, it is a gift of God. No, not by works, so that no one can boast. Ephesians 2, 3, and 9. See, that's what we're trying to tell you. There's no nothing that you can do that God won't forgive you. He already knows what you have done. It is waiting for you to admit it. Just like your kids. When they get in trouble, you know that you're you know they did wrong. You know they did. All you're waiting on them to do is just be honest with you and tell you what they did wrong. That simple. Yes, people. So maybe you need to go check those verses back out. That is Ephesians um, chapter two, verses three through nine. And as it said in there. When we receive Jesus, he raises us up with Jesus Christ. We're raised up with him. And we're promised an eternal home in heaven. And it got, and the Bible says that God's gift and his calling are irrevocable. No one can take that from you. No one can take that from you. You are sealed. And it says that in Ephesians, I believe that's in chapter 1. You're his. It's a permanent deal. There's no sin too deep. And here's a poem that I wrote regarding that. It's called No Sin Too Deep. There's no sin too big, no sin too dark, no sin too deep that Jesus Christ our Lord will not forgive and make you clean. That murder you committed, that thing you stole, that lie you told, the life you destroyed by the slander you spoke, it's not too much, it's not too great for the Savior's blood to make you whole. There's no cell, no hospital, no place too dark, no place too isolated that he won't go, that he may make you clean and whole. There is no sin too deep that the Savior's blood will not make you whole and clean. So there's no excuse. You don't have to clean yourself up. That's the benefit of it. Oh, yeah, people you have to prove yourself to, but not God. All he wants is your faith. He just wants a family. It says that in John one twelve to those who are, believe who to those who believe to those who received him they're given the right to become children of God. See that's what he wants. He just wants family. There's only one thing you need to do, and that's to ask. You do not have because you do not ask God. James four two, admit your sin, and He will cleanse you and give you a brand new start. Humble yourself and admit. There is no person on earth who has not sinned, so we 
We are all made of flesh and we're all weak. We've all sinned. It says that Romans 3.23, for we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You have to believe and receive. That's, you don't have to clean yourself up first. Exactly. And finally, topic four. You see the light. You finally see, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John 8, 32. God, finally open your eyes to the truth. Now it is time to pray. Then tell him and ask him into your heart. See, God, the only thing he's waiting for you to do is just reach up and ask him for your help, for his help. That's it. That's all you have to do. And why is it so hard for us to do so? Why is it so hard? Just like a man going on vacation somewhere or a man's trying to put something together and his wife's saying in the background, are you going to ask for help? Are you going to ask for help? Why aren't you help? Why aren't you going getting somebody to help you out? Why aren't you calling on the phone for somebody to come over and help you out? And what do we always say? Honey, I got it. Just let me be. I got it. And take two days later. Two days later. Yeah, and that's what my wife just said. Two days later, she's looking back at you like, I told you you needed help. Why are you listen to me? That's what God's doing. He's begging. He's sitting up there with his legs crossed saying, you don't come in here and uh, ask for my help or what? You look like an idiot right now trying to do this on your own, and you know you can't. And I'm sitting here waiting for you to ask me, and uh, when, uh, it's going to be your birthday before you ask me? So are you ready? Here are some verses that also will help you. Uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. It's not that hard. Just admit, confess, and receive. Yet to all, all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, and that's John 1, 12. So when you believe, when you confess your sin, he will forgive you your sins. And when you ask him into your heart, he will come. Just come and he will do the rest. He will clean you up. He will lead you. He will give you a brand new start. He will guide you in your new walk and help you in that restoration. Just come. And my son is proof positive. Oh, you got to listen to his testimony. Yes, that is coming to you next weekend. He has been through it all. And I have to say that myself. And I haven't always done the right thing because, you know, when I was living through all that abuse, that all I could focus on was the darkness right in front of me. So I wasn't always there as I should have been. I tried, but I wasn't everything that my boys needed. And now for one of them, it's too late. He's in heaven. But Timmy has been given a brand new start. He is proof positive that you can go to the depths and God will raise you up. And he's been blessing him and giving him one thing after another. So you have to listen to this testimony. He has been through it all. But if you ask him to forgive you, he will remember your sins no more. That's Hebrews 8.12. That if you ask him to forgive you, he will forgive you. Repeating that again because he will forgive you and he will remember your sins no more. That means you didn't do it. If you come up to him, he's going to say, what are you talking about? If you try to bring it up to him. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus' son purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. 
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's 1 John 1, 7 through 9. Galatians 4, 6 says, Because you were his sons, God sent His spirit, the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba Father. Galatians 4, 6. And this is that verse I was telling you about Hebrews 8, 12. That, for I will forgive their wickedness, wickedness and remember their sins no more. See, that's it. You become a brand new Christian as if you'd never sinned before. He completely forgets. Who on earth does that? Who on earth will do that for you and as quick and as easily as God will? Are you ready to pray? Hey, and if you pray with us, I want you to email us at info at yournewlifebooks.com and say, hey, I prayed with you. Give me your name and address. And we got a free book. It's called, um, I'm Saved, Beginning Your Walk in Christ. And it's just a little booklet we want to send out to you uh, that's giving you some helpful directions and even some spaces in there where you can take notes and things you want to remember and pray for. Uh, some, some lines in the back for that. And so it's free. We just want to give it to you to help you on your walk. And, you know, first of all, um, begin reading the Bible and ask him to open up your eyes to it. And begin in the New Testament, preferably in John, because the Old Testament is so full of the symbolism of Jesus Christ. They, it all works together. So you have to know who the person is before you can recognize the symbolism and then find a good church. Yes. Yeah, so are you ready to pray? We're going to give you a little bit of a uh, little prayer right here. Dear Almighty Father in Heaven, I know that you know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness of all my sins. I want you, I want to make you the Lord of my life and I want to serve you all the days of my life. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. Thank you so much for loving me and wanting me and waiting on me to come to the knowledge of the truth. Thank you for my salvation. Please help me and guide me in learning your word so I can be the light of your world. Please, Jesus, come into my heart, baptize me with your Holy Spirit, and I thank you and praise your holy name and ask that all this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, do like my wife said. Go to our uh, website, hit the contact us page, tell us you prayed that prayer, and we'll send you out a brand new free book. And I'm going to close out with a couple of verses here. If you have, if you, I just told you that. If you have prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. You are now born again. Therefore, in Christ Jesus, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Second Corinthians 5.17 Continuing in this new life, by going to church, you learn and grow, can fellowship with others who are just like you. We learn and grow and pray and aspire each other. Read the Bible. It is God's book of instruction to live a victorious life. Ask him as you begin to help you understand and understand it and speak to you through it, and he will. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Proverbs 1.7 and like I said, go to our website and hit the contact us page. And tell us you've been listening and you prayed that prayer with us, and we'll send you out that free book. And don't remember, don't don't remember, don't forget that my wife's son's gonna be on next week, describing his uh, testimony and telling you guys what he went through. And also, don't forget that we have an awesome thing going on in New Life Ministries. I believe we told you this before we closed out last season, but. 
My wife's book, Deep Waters Within, is being featured in a Pure Flix movie called Santa's Second Wife. So don't forget to check that out on Pure Flix, and it's going to be distributed everywhere else as well. And we'll give you um, uh, updates on this as the developments come in. And if you go to our website, sign up for a free newsletter, we will send you out a newsletter describing all that and much more as that's uh, uh, going to be released around Christmas time. We'll let you know for sure when that's going to be when it comes. And also, my wife's other book, The Train Ride, is in the final stages of development, and it's going to be released pretty soon, too. And we'll let you know that on the, another free newsletter as well. So don't forget to go to our website, yournewlifeministries.com, and sign up for our uh, .org, I should say, yournewlifeministries.org, and sign up for our newsletter, and we'll keep you up to date on those two developments. And also, We'll send you out that free book, I Am Saved. All right? I, I, I'm going to let my wife close out. So I hope we've answered some questions and given you some direction. God loves you so much. He says that he is love in his word. That's First John 4, 16. God is love. And in Jeremiah 31, 3 is one of my favorite verses. It says that I've loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I've drawn you with loving kindness. That means that God, who is love, created you in love. So you can't be anything but love. So don't believe anybody else who's trying to make you feel bad about yourself. Even if you think you've done too much, you've hurt too many people. There is always a second chance. It's kind of what the train ride is about. She gets a second chance, or will she? Got to get that. You got to get that book when it comes out. But God wants to give you a second chance. He wants to get you a a do over. He will give you a new start. It's not too late. So please take that time and pray with God today. And maybe you're saved and maybe you've been backslidden. There's always You can always come back. God showed me that one time when, oh yeah, after my first youngest son was killed, I was angry with him. And I didn't pray and talk to him for a month. And then when a best friend of mine said something and it brought me back to my senses. And I told... And I said, oh my goodness, I am so sorry, God. And I haven't talked to you for a month. And I was feeling so bad about myself. And that's what Satan wants to do. Bring all that guilt and shame on you. But God doesn't want that. He just wants you to come back to him. And then he says, and as soon as you ask for forgiveness, okay, we're right back where we were before. Like on a racetrack. He told me, your faith isn't, your faith isn't judged in the momentary weaknesses. It's in the getting back. If you run a race and fall along the way, are you no less a winner even though you fell along the way? You see, it's in the getting back up. When you get back up with God and come back to Him, you don't get sent to the beginning of their path. You get to pick right back up where you're at, whether you're someone who works in the secular field, whether you're a Christian singer, or maybe you're a Bible study teacher, or maybe you're a pastor or an evangelist, or a motivational speaker for Christ, and you fall, guess what? Repent and get back up. 
Staying down is what Satan wants you to do. And did he die for you? No. So stop playing into his hand and putting a smile on his face. Stop that. When freely God wants to just forgive you, he just says, come back. And he doesn't make you feel bad about yourself. So just pray and ask him, Lord, I'm sorry. Put me back on your path. And there you go. It's so simple. You don't have to make it so hard. That's it. So, are you rising from the dead places in your life? Did you rise from the dead and did you receive Jesus Christ? Did you receive eternal life today with us? Email us. And Lord, I just thank you for all our listeners. I hope you hear and answer the prayers of their heart. I pray you bless them, keep them, provide for them, and protect them. Give them wisdom and discernment, Lord God. Teach them your ways and give them your mercy and your grace and your compassion and your comfort and your love every day in Jesus' name. Amen. And like I said, reach out to us on Facebook at Your New Life Ministries, LLC on Facebook. And we're also on Instagram. Check us out there. We have some new posts coming up all the time. And check us out on Etsy. And don't forget, like I said before, and I can't stress this enough, Go to our website at yournewlifeministries.org, sign up for our newsletter, and we'll keep you up to date on those new books that are going to be released, and as well as that movie that my wife's book is being featured in called Santa's Second Wife. And. Oh, in the movie. Uh, and that's what you said. No. Series. Right? Oh, and also, we were in talks with the director of that, key, uh, that movie that she's directing, uh, uh, the movie Second Santa's Second Wife. And she's also in development of that Deep Waters Within book being featured in a series on PureFlix. So that's an awesome, that's an awesome thing right there as well. So, like I said, uh, fill out that paper online through our website. Uh, sign up for that newsletter, and we'll keep you all up to date on the new things that's happening in your new life ministries. I'll catch you later, guys. Bye-bye. So you know you got this. And God leads the way. <laughs>